Welcome to Chicagoland Parenting Stories. I am your host, Lisa Zimmerman. Let's get started with today's parenting story. Production note. As a nurse and entrepreneur, I've had to learn how to do hard things. And, well, I find podcasting to have a steep learning curve. This first episode does not have the production quality that I would have wanted, but the content is good. I learned if the microphones are too close, they won't work properly. The production quality has increased with every episode I have recorded, so please don't judge this podcast by the sound quality of this episode and listen to the other conversations we have to offer. Welcome to the first episode of Chicagoland Parenting Stories. Our first guest is going to be Liz Roberson. Liz works for Lactation and Parenting Connections, and she lives in the Southwest suburbs. We are recording on June 9th of 2023, and this is episode number one. Hi, Liz. Hello. Thank you for having me. Would you like to go ahead and say your son's name and how old he is? Yes, I have one son. His name is Mason. He just turned 17. So we are well into our teenage years. How is that for you as a parent? It has been a transition for sure. Each stage has brought its own challenges, but I'm so far loving this stage. If you had to describe your parenting style, what would it be? I would definitely say like authoritative. We go back and forth and have a very open communication. We, I set clear rules and expectations. And I'm very fortunate to have a wonderful child who really is very easygoing. So it has really worked for us. Do you think that because you are not having to co-parent, it makes it a little bit easier with that style? I would say in the beginning, it was a little bit more difficult um, being separated from his father, but I was able to set my own expectations, but it didn't necessarily match what his father was doing. But along the years, we've co-parented very well. And my son has really blossomed because we have fed off of one another and in the end developed this beautiful teenager that is very well-balanced. That's amazing. That must be really great for Mason. He's very lucky. Without disclosing your age, which generation are you a part of? Generation X. And how would you describe how you were parented? I would say very similar to the way that I have parented Mason. I had very clear expectations from my parents. My dad, you know, was working most of um, my young years. Uh, My mom was home with me all the time. That itself was different than how I've been able to raise my son being a full-time working parent. But aside from that aspect, my mom was always very good about being open with any communication back and forth. My dad was always there to reinforce whatever my mom set forth, and it worked really well for us. So they did a good job of co-parenting too then? Absolutely. For those who don't know, can you describe the work that you do and how you help new families? Yes. Um, So I started first and foremost as a registered nurse on a mother-baby unit, taking care of dyads after delivery um, and also in labor and delivery, putting baby skin to skin and breastfeeding um, right away after birth, which was an amazing journey. 
And then from there, I started working um, in this realm outside of the hospital as a lactation consultant, um, which brought a whole new world of looking at lactation separate from the hospital setting. So I have loved it because I love teaching. Um, so I have really developed over the years, um, learning from my dyads in that journey. And I have also started doing teaching um, for new moms-to-be and uh, postpartum moms that already have their babies and just teaching them breastfeeding skills. Where do you teach those classes? I do them all virtually, which was one major benefit of the pandemic is that we learned how easy it is to be virtual and for new moms and babies not to have to drag their babies to a class and still learn and be in the comfort of their homes was ideal. And the, the parents, mothers have given me very good feedback about being virtual because it's so much easier. That sounds awesome for those parents. For those who don't know, can you explain what a dyad is? Yes. So a dyad is, it can be a mother and a mother. It could be a mother and a father. It could be two fathers. A dyad is a, a couplet. So, you know, we see all different relationships in our lactation world. So in the context of what you're talking about, typically the dyad would be the mother and the baby. Correct. Okay. All right. What's your favorite thing about the work that you do? I absolutely love the teaching aspect, being able to open parents' eyes to different um, information that they didn't know before, and it empowers them, I think is a wonderful thing. What's the biggest challenge with the work that you do? I would say in and out of the hospital setting, seeing families, especially first-time parents, get so many different opinions on feeding and parenting. It makes it very difficult to have them navigate not only what their professionals in their um, care team are telling them, but we have the added complications, I would say, of the mom's groups and um, maybe what they're saying in other uh, subsets of groups that they can find on social media. Did you work with the lactation consultant postpartum yourself? I did not. And I really wish I had known that lactation consultants existed. Even as a new nurse, I really was not exposed to the idea of a lactation consultant. And so I suffered through a lot of, you know, um, pain with breastfeeding to the point where I was cracked and bleeding. And that really pushed me to want to know more about how to breastfeed correctly so that I could help other families. I feel the same way. Like I knew that there were lactation consultants in the hospital, but I didn't realize that one could come to my home. And I tried to reach out to a hospital one to come to my home. And I might've lowballed the number because I don't think I honestly knew how much it would cost, but I would have paid anything, um, but I never heard back from her. Did you always want to be a parent? Always from a very early age, I knew that I wanted to be a nurse and that I wanted to work with babies. So from a from the time that I was able to even start realizing that there are jobs past school. 
always wanted to be a nurse working with babies. Did you babysit a lot when you were younger? I did a fair amount, mostly neighborhood kids. And then as I grew up, I would say, you know, with my nephews and my nieces. At what age do you think that you really start parenting? This Mm -hmm. is a really hard question because I keep on changing my mind on what I think. Yeah, that's a hard question. Hmm. I would say around the age of five, Hmm. I feel like there was some reasoning there. There was a back and forth that wasn't happening prior to that. Um, I think it was kind of a dictatorship prior to that. Like you feel like you're just telling them what to do and they don't have any say in it. And parenting, I feel like is more about that, you know, open communication and making sure that, you know, they have some choices as well. I agree. It's, it's a really hard question. I always joke around with people now like, oh, you're just trying to keep the baby alive. Don't worry about it. The real parenting starts later. But I really struggle with like when I think that that is. And then I had a conversation with someone recently who said, oh, I already knew what my son's personality was at two months. I think you start parenting from day one. And then I was second guessing myself like, oh, my gosh, like, do I not know how to parent my own child? And right. I wasn't too sure. Um, did the pandemic change anything about how you had to parent? Oh, I do think that it definitely impacted how I was teaching him in the aspect of schooling. I, you know, struggled with the online learning. Um, I am not as tech savvy as maybe the next person, but that forced me to be a lot more tech savvy for the benefit of his schooling, because his frustration was also my frustration. So we had to work on that together and we made it work, but it was very difficult and it, and it was not an easy way for my son to learn um, in that realm. So it was very difficult. And I had to take a little bit of a pause from some of my you know, job responsibilities to help him through that. I was just going to say, were you able to stay home those first couple of weeks with him or did you wind up having to work 12 hour days and having somebody else try to troubleshoot the tech stuff? Yeah, great question. I absolutely um, did still work through it. My three 12 hour shifts at the hospital, uh, but I took a pause from my home visits because it was very difficult Um, at the time. I was having my brother help him a little bit and also my father, which as you can imagine, as an older gentleman, well into his late 70s by that point, technology was not his friend and he was doing the best that he could. um, And I so appreciated the help. Yes, I agree. I always joke around like, well, I'm Gen X and this is why like I don't have this intuitive nature with this. And, you know, even trying to set up a podcast is extremely difficult for me because there's a lot of little pieces that I have to learn and I love to learn, but it's I'm not the most tech savvy person in the world, unfortunately. It's very intimidating for sure. Okay, so now we're in the lightning round of standing questions. So these are just silly questions that I came up with just to show that there are options out there for new parents. So the pacifier falls on the floor at your house. Do you pick it up and wipe it off? Do you wash it off or do you throw it away? Ooh, that is hard. Guess you have to know your own cleanliness, but I would say hot water always. If it drops on the floor, please don't put it in your mouth and put it back in the baby's mouth. Not a great idea. (laughs) 
What was your most embarrassing parenting moment? Oh, it would have to be one Christmas mass. Um, I'm of the Catholic religion. And I remember my sister vividly dropping myself and my then one-year-old off at the door to go park the car because it was wintertime and snowy. And he was continuously screaming and he had a lot of sensory issues. And I remember standing in the corridor and having to hang him upside down by his feet to organize him and everyone around me looking at me the whole time, like I'm a crazy person. It's echoing mm-hmm. the entire church. The whole church. Yeah. And we had big cathedral type doors that were wood and blocked some of the sound, but clearly not all of the sound. By the time she had parked the car, I was like ready to leave. As soon as she got there, I looked at her and he was still screaming. And I said, please go get the car. We're leaving. <laughs> we we didn't return for a little bit until he was a little bit more organized. That probably was pretty smart. Um, if you had friendships when he was a baby, how important are those to you now? And do you still keep in touch with anybody that you met when you were like a new parent? I do. I think a lot of my friendships were friends that I already had throughout my childhood. Um, And those relationships were super important to me to begin with. And then watching each other go through getting married and having babies and supporting one another was great. But I think once those families blossomed and we all had different challenges and um, roles in our lives, balancing work and our personal lives, those friendships have distant, you know, distanced a little bit, but the core strength of our friendship is always there. We can pick up the phone after a month and still be able to pick up where we left off and, you know, celebrate our children's wins and struggles all in the same way, no matter if it was two days prior or a month in between. Yeah, I agree. I always kind of refer to those people as like my war buddies, like the friends True. I made in daycare, you know, the first other parent friends that I made. It's like, we yeah. were like war buddies. And even if we weren't super tight then, it's like seeing each other blossom as parents, but also getting to know each other as individuals. Because I always feel like when you meet new parents, it's like the mom dating or, you know, your parent dating. It's not like, it's just, okay, well, we have, we have parenting in common, but like, then you realize like, oh, we actually, as an individuals, we would have been friends anyway. And how important that is to be able to have that community to just fall back on of people just to, you know, it's not a race to the milestones. It's like, oh gosh, how did you navigate X and Y thing? hundred percent. Yes. What did your child teach you about being a parent? Patience for sure. I think at every stage you have different challenges and you learn how to work through it together and as a team. So definitely patience. I think that's a great answer. And my final question for you is what would your biggest piece of parenting advice be for new parents now? Hmm. That you need to give yourself grace all the time, whether you get it right the first time or the fifth time you survived that, you know, your children are learning that not everything is perfect and life isn't perfect, but we adjust and roll with it. And you got to give yourself grace or they're going to learn 
that everything is super stressful when it doesn't have to be. I think that's a great way to look at it. It's really hard for us to give ourselves grace, especially as parents mm-hmm. and as individuals and partners and things like that. But the parenting piece on top of it, and I don't know if it's like the amount of judgment we place on ourselves or the amount of judgment we feel from the outside to us, maybe a little bit of both. Yes. Um, but yes, grace is definitely a great answer. Well, we are out of time. Join us for the next episode of Chicagoland Parenting Stories. Thank you for your time.